G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, we like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines as they come out of the nation of Israel and the broader Middle East. Ron Ross, been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Ron's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu because right now the Israeli President Rivlin is set to give Yair Lapid the next mandate to form a government and time could be running out for Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, Rivlin will give Yesh Atid, leader of the Yair Lapid party, the mandate to form a government the day after Prime Minister Netanyahu's mandate ends on May 4. Whoever receives the most recommendations from the factions will receive the mandate, a source close to the President said. In the first round, Lapid received 45 recommendations, Netanyahu 52, so Riblin gave that mandate to Netanyahu. Technically, Riblin has the right to extend Netanyahu's mandate by two weeks, but Riblin's associates said that would not happen because the extension is only intended to give time for coalition negotiations, and there are no such talks taking place. And uh, very untidy, Ron. Uh, the likelihood is uh, another election sometime soon. Is that what people are speculating? Oh, that's the great fear there'll be a fifth election for the Israelis. But at the moment, the, the panic stations behind the scenes are actually working full throttle. Okay, let's turn our attention to some other important headlines. The Israeli Defence Forces have said they'll respond aggressively uh, if fire from Gaza continues, and this order was given by the Security Council just last night. Yeah, the Cabinet authorised Prime Minister Netanyahu and Defence Minister Gantz to instruct the IDF to react strongly if Gazan terrorist groups launch more rockets on the heels of a weekend that saw more than 40 rockets launched into southern Israel. The ministers also voted in favour of an operational plan to hit Hamas. UN Special Envoy Tor Wenneslad and Egypt said Hamas does not want an escalation. Major General Alien, coordinator of government activities in the territories, told the Cabinet. Terrorists launched three rockets from Gaza into Israel in the early hours of Monday morning. Iron Dome missiles intercepted two, and one projectile exploded inside the Gaza Strip. And just a few minutes ago, Neil, I heard uh, the escalation is really hitting a, uh, a high note. Uh, real turmoil developing in Israel right now. Uh, there's all sorts of commentary coming from outside of Israel. The United Arab Emirates, Ron, they've condemned Jewish extremist violence in Jerusalem and they've called for restraint. What's this story all about? Yeah, the UAE on Sunday called on Israel to reduce tensions in Jerusalem and condemned a recent march by an extremist Jewish groups in the city. The statement was a rare criticism of Israel from the Arab nation 
since the two countries signed a normalisation agreement last year. They've been pushing ahead with increasingly warm ties. The UAE called upon the Israeli authorities to assume responsibility towards de-escalation and put an end to all aggression and practices that perpetuate tension and hostility. The UAE statement did not mention the escalation in violence from Hamas, which has been firing rockets into Israel for the past days from Gaza. This was one worth watching. Let's turn our attention to Iran and the US White House says an Israeli delegation in Washington will not change the US position on the Iran deal. How does this one look? Yeah, yesterday, a high-level Israeli delegation travelled to Washington to voice objection to the U.S. return to the Iran nuclear deal, but not hold talks in detail. It will be headed by Mossad Chief Yossi Cohen and National Security Advisor Mehbet Yabat. Ask whether the visit will impact the position of the USA on rejoining the deal. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said no. Saki expanded on the indirect negotiations with Iran, saying that while the White House knew they would be challenging, we're encouraged that there are still conversations between all parties and that they're still happening. This is a very dangerous situation, and Netanyahu emphasised in a meeting with the delegation last week that Israel is not a party to the nuclear agreement with Iran, not committed to it, clarifying, saying Israel is committed to its own security interests and will only act accordingly. And an issue that dates back over 100 years, Ron, and Joe Biden, the US president, on Sunday described the massacres of the Armenians back in 1915 as genocide. Turkey's outraged and threatening severe response. What's the story here? Yeah, Biden on Saturday broke with decades of carefully calibrated White House comments over the killings in 1915, delighting Armenia and its diaspora in the United States, but straining ties between Washington and Ankara to NATO allies. A spokesman said Turkey accepts that many Armenians living in the Ottoman Empire were killed in clashes with Ottoman forces in World War I but denies the killings were systematically orchestrated and constitute a genocide. Now, President Erdogan has made all kinds of threats in his responses, and one wonders how long the U.S. Air Force will be able to use airfields in Turkey to fight against Islamic enemies. And interestingly, too, Ron, on that issue of the Armenian genocide, because it happens so close uh, to Anzac Day all those years ago back in 1915, it doesn't get the sort of airtime or headlines because it's usually overshadowed by our own Anzac commemorations. Uh, that is the case, isn't it? But uh, around the world, that's not the case, and people are focusing on the Armenians. Well, I think at the present time, the the, the Strains in the Middle East are very, very tense. There are a number of issues that could flare into uh, rapid fire very soon. And uh, as you said it right at the start, uh, it's very wise for us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and in particular for the tensions in the Middle East right now. Lots of tensions, uh, lots of cause for listeners to our conversation too, as we are uh, biblically 
encouraged to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Always good getting your update. Ron Ross, thanks so much for the great uh, detail around those headlines today here on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.